right, everybody, we are back. Been a little bit. It's been a lot of it, actually. Uh, Damon, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know if this was ever going to happen again. So uh, I am I am extremely, extremely happy. for uh, where, where, where are my manners? I am with the king of Montgomery County football. Damon Nomad Anderson. No, no, you're the king. Listen, you never left. True. Now I left. I was gone. I left y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. But Damon never left. He's been here, he's been holding it down, uh, holding it down on the board, making sure that you guys have content, 30 some plus years of of uh you know data experience, knowledge all wrapped up into one. So Damon, how you feeling, man? How you know, how's everything going? I'm doing outstanding. Um, my spirits are always lifted a little bit. Once uh, school starts, fall rolls around, start hearing the band warming up, schools grilling out that, you know, that smell of the hot dogs and hamburgers, cheerleaders yeah. practicing. It, it just gives me like a good feeling. Yeah. Like that, and that that's all without the actual game. It's just, you know, it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good bonding experience. You know, the community comes together. Just overall good time. And plus, you know, with you back, I got I got my tag team partner back, trying to trying to get that championship back. Yeah, and it, just football season overall in general is just you know a positive experience. Happy to be back. Happy to be uh, talking to the people, giving them what they want. Um, definitely uh, heard over the years when you, when's the podcast coming back? When, when, what you yeah. guys doing? So uh, uh, hopefully. Uh, we can live up to everybody's expectations and give them uh, the content they deserve. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we will talk on and off and uh, you let me know that it, it's definitely something that people were looking for uh, at the very least hoping. I'm not sure. But right. the good thing about it is shout out to Alex over at the MoCo show. Uh, you know, we Alex. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. We, we met. Uh, we're able to bring it back and uh, I'm hoping that you know we can kind of match what's going on because there's there's a lot of this lot is the same right but there's 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 a few changes especially in the landscape when we're kind of getting into everything and now what's not different and what hasn't changed is that Q is really good you know <laughs> yes I, I think that uh we could uh very good pencil that in <laughs> right if you want to kind of kind of break it down Guys won states last year, uh, beating the the arch rival, uh, Wise Pumas over there, the the dynasty over there in uh, PG County, kind of overcoming that hump. Kind of, kind of shout out to Coach Paris. Shout out to Coach Paris. Kind of break that down. You know some of the pitfalls once Kewa has kind of gotten to that championship game. Um, what do you think the difference for the last two times allowed Kewa to to do what they did? To answer that question, you have to take a step back and look at the uh, the big picture. Coach Kelly and his staff have been at QO for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, they had some some immediate success locally, you know, mm -hmm. uh, taking over for Coach Matt. They, there wasn't much drop-off, if at all. And they were still um, one of the top teams in Montgomery County. 
mm-hmm. just hadn't graduated to that next level. So it was a steady climb to take that next step and, you know, get past Northwest in some years. And then once it got to the state title, then we got Wise. And, and as we all know, um, QO lost to Wise three straight times, four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have to go back and check. So there's only two trajectories after after that journey. Either, you know, going a decline or you go you keep going up and fortunately for QO they were able to solve that puzzle which was the wise pumas it it, it took five tries but you know right eventually got there and now the pendulum has swung QO is now riding a two game winning streak over the wise pumas things are looking good the way I look at high school football especially on a state title level I kind of look at it in a, in a multi-year span and mm-hmm. in my mind Wise is still at the top they rattled off four straight titles um, they still overall hold the winning record over QO even though QO has one two straight I, in my mind it'll take another win over Wise for QO to be uh, for QO to be crowned as you know the king of public school football overall just because they lost does not mean they're not good. So it, it this isn't the NFL. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you, you really can't like uh, rest on your laurels of what you did last year because everything's brand new. But to answer your question, it, 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 it's just the consistency at the coaching staff. That right. I, that's what I honestly believe is uh, what separates Quinsworth. Even if Coach Kelly was to step down. Mm-hmm. I would put good money that the next head coach would come within the staff. So there's mm-hmm. very little to no like major changes. Like, gotcha. It's just business, business is normal. And going back to the Coach Kim days, it it's just been a steady in-house hiring process for mm-hmm. whoever is going to be leading that program. And that and, and credit for that also has to go to the administration. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of qualified head football coaches in this area, but something has to be said for, you know, hiring, hiring from within. Right. Um, sometimes that's not possible. I completely understand that. But, you know, if you're blessed with, you know, a, a good assistant that you trust that's, you know, been around for a while, knows what to do, what not to do, then you definitely need to take advantage of that situation. And, QO has done that for, you know, almost two decades now. So you mentioned Coach Kim, and that is a perfect transition in, into um, the next thing I kind of want to get into. Uh, the last time we were doing this, um, a few years ago, uh, Seneca was a good team, but it definitely wasn't the Seneca that we grew up with, right? And right. we, you know, Coach Kim was a, a great coach for them. Uh, took that team and uh, for a very long time was very consistent um, always in the playoff hunt they they had a few years where it got kind of rocky right um, mm-hmm. and they they couldn't get over the Damascus hunt but last year they were able to get over that hump now we're going to get into Damascus in a little bit it wasn't the same Damascus that obviously Coach Kim was facing the last few years but but still you know being Damascus is, is a huge is a huge deal they have the new school, right? Uh, they have some things going on there. 
Joe Rankin, uh, the, the great defensive back, wide receiver, do all everything. He played at Morgan State as well. Uh, he's not a head coach over there. Uh, kind of talk about their resurgence last year and, and what that might mean for uh, this upcoming season. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Seneca Valley uh, got renovated and I don't know what the metrics are or the logical reasoning is, but when a, a school in Montgomery County, either a new school is built or a school is renovated shortly thereafter, they seem to find success in athletics especially uh in football um yeah. i don't know if it's just the excitement uh school boundaries re being redrawn whatever the case is it it seems to happen more often than not and that's definitely happened in germantown with seneca valley um first of note they've been able to to a degree keep their players in house mm -hmm. um with uh the options students have in Montgomery County. Uh, some of that talent uh, went down the street to Northwest. Uh, a lot of that talent went to the various private schools in the area. Mm -hmm. um, so they've been able to keep some of their more athletic players in-house and develop them to what we saw last year. Um, and they're an exciting team. Um, they have a really, really good quarterback in Elijah Frazier. Um, Evan Cook holding down the offensive line and uh, a, a very solid wide receiving court. Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I expect Seneca Valley to do big things this year. I feel at least once this year, they're going to shock somebody this year. I, mm -hmm. I'm not saying who, because honestly, I don't know, but I just have a feeling that there's going to be a game this year where, you know, the pundits, the, the, the people at large will have Seneca as the underdog and they're going to pull off an upset. Uh, who that will be at against and when, I'm not sure, but they have the talent, they have the coaching, mm -hmm. they have they have the history. Mm-hmm. To, to do that so um, I think in the future we'll look back at 2022 as you know you know the comeback of the Seneca Valley Screaming Eagles kind of talking about comebacks uh, a team that's also been in that realm as well uh, when you're talking about the Sherwood Warriors right uh, a team that has a rich uh, tradition and expects to win uh, the majority of their games as well now they've had a lot of regular season success uh but when it comes on to the playoffs um they've had a tough time uh kind of getting to that final stage but last year uh they were actually able to make a semifinal run now you know we we had the different divisions and uh kind of split things up a little bit but still uh you know anytime you get to that point uh that's definitely an accomplishment uh, so kind of talk about that talk about sherwood kind of being in that uh same kind of boat with seneca a team with a lot of tradition team that expects to win a lot of games but had some problems putting putting some uh wins together in the playoffs and finally get kind of getting over that hump and getting to the semifinals last year yeah um as you mentioned sherwood has a storied history as you well know but as of late they've been good look let's not cause any confusion or get it twisted they've been a good solid program over the past few years mm -hmm. just not that top tier 
that uh, some of the uh, elder statement of the county are used to. Mm-hmm. Um, they hired Coach Fields a couple of years ago. Um, I think his first year was the COVID year, so it's kind of really hard to count that. But right. last year, did a fantastic job, made it to the state semifinals, losing to eventual state champion uh, Mervo mm-hmm. out of Baltimore, mm-hmm. who was on that. That's a whole separate story. Great right, story right. for the Mervo Mustangs last year. Right. If we ever get a chance to do, a, you know, Beyond the County podcast, yeah, I would definitely like to cover them. Like that. That was a. It was a sad, but also a feel-good story for them. So. Anyway, shout out to Mervo. Mm-hmm. Back, back to Sherwood. Sherwood's led by senior linebacker Anthony Manana. Mm-hmm. Also on defense, we have Asa Varga. Um, just two names to throw out real quick um, for the Warriors. Um, Sherwood has, um, unlike some of the other teams in the county who they know, their toughest games will be Sherwood on the Sherwood side of the county there's a little bit more of that happening um Paint Branch is right there Blair has now had a resurgence right there and both of those games for Sherwood were those were tough games Mm -hmm. so um with that being said Sherwood can still make a run this year it's just a matter of if they can get, they were literally just one game away from the state championship, or the state championship, I should say. Right. So they're there. It's, um, I was able to see him uh, in a joint practice um, a couple of weeks ago. There were definitely some bright spots, um, some things they need to work on, but that's the case for every single team in the county, let alone the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I was a Sherwood fan, I would be extremely excited for this season. Um, but yeah, mark your calendars for uh, that Sherwood and uh, that Blair game. Coach Fields basically brought that Blair program from the dead. And now it's a, uh, would you say like a consistent, at least top 10 team in the county uh, for the last- Absolutely. Like, yeah. So- Absolutely. So obviously that um, that's going to be huge. Blair, I'm going to kind of get into this as well. They have a really good uh, quarterback. Some people say, um, you know, at least one of the top in the DMV. Uh, I think Sherwood also has a interesting quarterback uh, yes. dynamic as well. And they, they have uh, uh, some pretty good prospects uh, that they're hoping that turns out. Uh, can you give any insight into that? Or Unfortunately, uh, their quarterback, who is a... Uh, I don't know how they do the rankings in baseball, but mm-hmm. um, he's like a four-star recruit, whatever the equivalent in baseball is. Like, um, if you're a baseball fan, you probably already know his name. Um, baseball is a blind spot for me, to be honest. Um, but everything I'm hearing is that it, that's his sport, and he's just trying to bring some of that um, that arm to be uh, specific uh, onto the gridiron. Um, how much time has he gotten in the offseason? Because he definitely wasn't playing uh, in the joint practice I saw. So I'm assuming he at least played in the latest scrimmage yesterday. Um, I wasn't there. I haven't received a report yet. Um, but that 
is a player to look out. Let's let's go ahead and get to the big three headlines, right? For week one, right? So we kind of touched on this a little bit. Like I said, uh, QO is on a technical three-peat now. They're, they're trying to... Uh, now, the reason why I say it's a it will be a technical three-peat is because we obviously had the 2019 championship, right? 2020 mm -hmm. was kind of a wash. Now, we had the, the spring, spring ball season. Um, I don't believe there was any crowning of champions or anything like that during that. No. Right. And so... Last year, obviously, the, the Cougars got it done. So now they're trying to do a technical 3P, right? What could stop the Cougars this year from 3P? What, what, what's, oh. what, are, what are the factors that would... Now, we're, we're looking at, again, usual QO stuff, Q, usual QO activity, right? Uh, highly recruited players you know a culture that that's pretty much unmatched but what and you know we're looking at Jalen Harvey uh Zachary Anderson no relation to to my man right here um maybe we don't know that <laughs> maybe you gotta stop listen yeah that's my nephew y'all didn't know <laughs> no okay okay oh, right. oh, this is the way I look at it. anybody named Anderson is a relative I don't care so Zach Anderson at QO Kendall Anderson and at Blair. Yeah, those are my little nephews. Got you. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, <laughs> so uh, a technical, so we got a technical 3P and we got a technical nephew and Zach Anderson. Um, <laughs> and uh, and the, the kid that I am very, very excited to see this year, right? Because running backs in Montgomery County, we have a very rich history. Uh, this kid seems like he's going to be a, along the, those lines. Uh, and just QO itself has a rich history of the running backs in the recent um, in recent times. So Iverson Howard, right, already has a litany of offers. Uh, is going to be one of the most highly recruited players to ever come through QO. I'm very excited to see him. Just just kind of talk about what what could really stop the QO Cougars from repeating or technical repeat. Um, there's, there's lots of reasons. Um, as good as Point Tortured was last year, as good as it will be this year, they are not untouchable. Um, they had, they had a, they had very close games last year against Paint Branch and Northwest. Both of those games they could have lost easily. Um, the the standard stuff, injury, got to watch out for that. Mm -hmm. Off the field issues. That, that's something you got to mitigate for everybody. Um, outside the county, Flowers, Wise. Um, there's always some team hopping up out of Anne Arundel County that you got to watch out for. But um, despite all those things, uh, QO is in a very, very good position. Um, Personnel-wise, they lost... Uh, a good chunk of their defensive backfield. Uh, they lost a, a decent amount on the offensive and defensive line. Good news is they got a linebacking core. They got their entire offensive backfield coming back, mm -hmm. which is highlighted by Iverson Howard. Um, so from, from a year-to-year -year standpoint, last year, 
QSD defense was amazing, just lights out. Um, not a lot of teams were able to move the ball consistently against that defense. I think things are going to shift a little bit toward the offensive side for QO. They have, that's where the majority of their players are coming back at, especially at the skill positions. Um, that's not to say the defense will not be good. I just think the offense, the balance between the two will be a little bit more even. Um, we'll see more scoring uh, per game. And uh, uh, the defense, the defense will be fine. They may give up a little bit more, but uh, points per game, I think, will remain the same. But yeah, overall, QO is in a very, very good position to possibly repeat. Um, there's some things they need to work out on the offensive line and in the defensive backfield. But, you know, that's what preseason's for. Right. But by the time... Uh, those uh, heavy-hitting game of the weeks roll around. I think uh, whatever wrinkles that they may have will be, have been ironed out. Right, no, um, absolutely. But to speak specifically on Iverson Howard, I had a chance to see him uh, recently uh, in the scrimmage against Flowers and uh, scrimmage against uh, Flowers out of PG County, for those mm-hmm. that don't know. And uh, Loyola Blakefield um, private school power from Baltimore, mm-hmm. Baltimore County. Yep. Um, either way, Iverson looked extremely well in both of those games. And if I'm being honest, I didn't even know who he was because I was looking for the Iverson Howard from last year. Mm-hmm. And this young man and must have lived in the weight room the entire offseason because I swear it looks like he's put on 50 pounds of loss. Mm. Like I legitimately did not recognize him. Yeah. Um, so anybody who saw him last year, if you didn't, you can pull up his highlights on Huddle or you can go to uh, the MoCo Show top preseason top 50 list, which are on all the socials. Oh. Um, you can see his highlight. And this is just last year. This is freshman. Um, I, I believe he missed at least two or three games last year due to injury mm-hmm. and was still able to put up great numbers but he was a freshman um he, he had the build of a freshman um he was fast um he was a very very competent running back he knew what his assignments were but now with that extra size and muscle it the next three years are going to be scary and it's scary just to say next three years. Yeah. That, that, that's how much time he has left. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Iverson Howard is on a trajectory to break all of Marquez's Cooper's mm-hmm. records. And anybody who knows about Quez yeah. doing his thing up at Kent State, yep. um, definitely suggest checking him out. Um, yep. Legend. Absolutely. Um, he's pretty much the sole record holder for all rushing categories at Quince Orchard. And there's been a lot of good running backs, as Kevin said. And Iverson is 100% poised to be that next one, next man up. Yeah, I can't I can't wait. I can't wait to see the development. Like you said, the muscle, 
uh, coming in and, and um, you know, the work he's done in the weight room, I, it's going to be scary, man. It's going to be scary. You know, he was really good last year. And now um, with the development this year, I'm really excited to see what he's able to do. Um, and talking about being excited about uh, seeing what somebody's able to do, I'm really excited about this Blair quarterback, uh, Kendall Anderson. All right. Again, technical, technical nephew um, of, of my man Damien here. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm really excited to see him play. Um, and and there's, there's been a lot said about him as, as far as how, how good he is individually. Right. And another guy I'm really excited uh, to see is uh, Gideon Etuka over over there at Gaithersburg, a uh, guy that also has a few offers as well. Now, we, we talk about these players individually, right? And we talk about their exploits. They're obviously ranked in your uh, preseason top, top 50 pretty high. But here's the question I have for you, Dan. Right? When you're looking at their teams, when you're looking at the, the setup that they have right now. Do you think either one of these guys could possibly lead their teams to challenge any of the favorites in MoCo? Could they raise the level of their teams where people kind of have them slotted right now to, you know, possibly challenge them? We just got done talking about Cubo, Northwest. We're going to talk about some of the, or the bigger teams coming up. But do you think that these spectacular, amazing players could have their individual success translate into surprise team success uh for these two individual players absolutely um starting off with kendall anderson quarterback at blair um that's a no-brainer um everything runs through the quarterback at all levels of football just having a talent like that as your signal caller elevates the play of everybody around you and we saw that last year with blair with their run into the playoffs um, and I only expect um, Kendall to improve this year. As of yesterday, he had uh, just announced his commitment to West Point Army. Go Black Knights. Happy to see it. Yep. Um, so that alone, uh, just forget about, you know, on the field stuff. Just that tells you what type of um, character this young man has like mm-hmm. anytime you know the service academies come calling like obviously you have to have the athletic ability but you also have to have the character so shout out to Kendall Anderson and his entire family yep. you guys are doing a great job and congratulations on the commitment but yeah Blair, I mean he's already improved Blair like they won their first playoff game um and I only expect them to improve. Like, I, I honestly can't see them taking a step back. Um, he has a, a good wide receiving core to compliment him, uh, namely Jamal Worrell, who is a uh, senior wide receiver, put up big numbers last year. Um, so I only expect that duo to improve this season. And just in case anybody forgot, Blair lost a wise in the in the third round of the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. So that sentence alone for anybody who's been following football in the county for any amount of time, that's a big deal. 
Mm-hmm. They, they lost in the third round of the playoffs. Um, shout out to Coach Nosoff. Shout out to Kendall Anderson. Shout out to the entire Blair community. Like, you guys are doing big things. Like, like you said, like, Blair has been consistently a, consistently a top 10 team in the county. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's... If you would... If you would have said that ten years ago, nobody would believe you. People would have looked at you like it, like you're nailing. Right. So yeah, it, and it, it's just so so good to see. Uh, I, I'm so happy for that program, and uh, can't wait to see what they can do this year. Yeah, no, um, they kind of had that boost a little bit. Um, you know, m- remember when you were talking about that uh, the psychology of the new school. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a renovation mm-hmm. um, with their field and everything like that and kind of gave them a more of a modern look. And I think that that helped out a lot. But I definitely think that the driving force was uh, what Coach Fields did over there and the vision that he had. And um, this is just a um, you know a continuation of that, right? But this is right. showing that Blair is a legitimate program because now we're um, two or three classes in to this. Right. So um, anytime we're talking about the county, we're not going to be able to um, exclude Blair out of that conversation. Right. Uh, what, what, what do you think about um, um, what do you think about Gideon? What do you think about uh, his prospects of raising up uh, Gaithersburg? All right. So it, if you go back to what I said about Iverson Howard and how he, you know, looks like he put on 50 pounds of muscle, mm-hmm. Gideon was already there. Like right. he 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 was a man child last year. Um, mm-hmm. just just like a hard nose, straight ahead, like old school running back. Mm-hmm. Like n- nothing flashy. I, I'd rather run through you than around you. Right. Like he he's the real deal, and he's gonna carry Gatesburg this year. Um, last year, a lot of a lot of new players. Just everybody just trying to gel together. They Gaithersburg was much better toward the end of the season than they were at the beginning, which is you know what all coaches want. They they want that steady improvement. Mm-hmm. But now, now, now the cat's at the back. Everybody is aware of who the Gaithersburg Trojans are and who they have on their team. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, now, I also think Gideon will be able to uh, elevate his teammates around him, just not necessarily at the level of Kendall Anderson at Blair. And that's not to say one player is better than another. It's just uh, the, the functionality of the different positions. Yeah. Uh, one's a running back, one's a quarterback. So Absolutely. Before Gideon gets the ball, it has to go through two other people so yeah um but once he gets the ball watch out like you can uh look up his highlights on huddle um if you can't find it once again you can go to the moco show preseason top 50 list and you can get it there um but the good thing for Gaysburg, they I don't want to say their schedule is favorable because mm-hmm. they definitely have some heavy hitters. 
<laughs> they got to play QO. They have to play Northwest. They have to play Seneca. Right. Um, but there are six other games on that schedule that I would not be surprised if they won. So all things being realistic, uh, six and three. Okay. That's a that's a solid solid season. Yeah, and that's a really good it season. It puts you in a position yeah. to yeah. make some noise in the playoffs. Absolutely. Obviously, you know the the coaching staff, the players, everybody. They're they're like, look, we we're trying to win every game, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I I think that if you linked up or hooked up uh, the Gettysburg coaching staff right now to lie detector test and said, hey, look, you guys can go six and three this year. I think that they would be like, you know what? But that 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 that's a good record, right? It is. It absolutely, especially given um, if if you take a step back and look at Gaithersburg overall over the past few years. Yeah. Um, it's one of those you know storied programs that mm-hmm. has taken a dip recently, mm-hmm. and now they're back on the upswing. Yep. Um. So, and again, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you know, if anybody hasn't been uh over there recently, they got a new school. I mean, right. it's not new, new, right, right. But in, in terms of the history of Gaithersburg, which mm-hmm. is an extremely long history, mm-hmm. yeah. So those kids and that staff have something to play for. They have something to prove. Um, yep. Similar to Seneca Valley, yep. uh, th- there was a time where Seneca Valley and or Gaithersburg, those were the teams in Montgomery County. Yep. One of those teams is going to the state championship. One of those teams is winning a state championship. Yep. And, uh, you know, as, as of recently, the talk about the almighty Trojans has, uh, has waned a little bit. But it, it they started getting some chatter last year, and I, I expect more people, more people to be talking about them and going out to see them this year. Yeah, no, absolutely. And talking about powers powerhouses that kind of took a dip right let's let's talk about the Damascus Hornets for a second uh we're talking about you know since I've been involved with Montgomery County football the most consistent just like you said they're either going to be in the state championship winning the state championship or in the mix in some kind of way uh last year obviously they you know, if it, the last few years have been um, interesting you know, for many reasons. And I uh, went through some changes, right? Uh, last year wasn't a typical Damascus year, right? Now, they have uh, a few good players, uh, actually more than a few good players coming back this year. And it looks like they might be able to get back to their form. Um, Dominic Hess, um uh, a guy that you love a lot, Dunathan. Uh, Dylan Dunathan. Um, talk about talk about Damascus. I, I I know it's almost like this is this is gonna be. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like they're they're like this uh, unknown underdog. Ah, uh, just I know that's weird I to say. I can't. Yeah, I can't believe I just I said it. That. 
Um, because, you know, you're thinking about this Northwest game and, you know, we're going to get into Northwest a little bit later on, but it, people are kind of like, yeah, you know, Northwest, you know, they're going to win. And it, it, it's like, you know, people are just kind of overlooking Damascus. They, they lost to Seneca for the first time in a while last year. Uh, talk, talk about Damascus. Talk about how, you know, they they are. Do you consider them like an underdog type? It's so weird to say that. It's an underdog type team um, that people are kind of sleeping on right now that could pop up and become the Damascus old or are they... Do you kind of still see them where people are kind of slotting them at, like, you know, uh, maybe six wins, seven win? It's one of those things. The logic that we apply to the majority of other teams does not apply to Damascus. It's not fair. I get it. But it that's what happens when you have been so good for so long like that becomes the standard anytime you win three straight titles have a a national uh, a winning streak of national yeah. caliber national caliber yep. um you know you're putting players in college some of them going on to the nfl like it's just people just look at you different so when you go six and three which they did last year mm-hmm. it, it which in any other circumstance, it's like, yeah, it's a it's a good season. It's a decent season. Um, you know, you won a playoff game, but not for Damascus, not even close. Now, granted, they lost to Northwest. They not, lost to Queen's Orchard. That, you know, that's fine. Nobody's going to yeah. go crazy over that. But the loss to Seneca Valley last year raised some eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And it was a close game, like literally down to the last play. Right. But right. we're talking about Damascus Hornets, so it's all of a sudden, oh my God, the sky's falling. What's right. going on? Right. Right. Um, they were able to regroup. Um, they won the first round playoff game, blowing out South Hagerstown. But then, you know, they took an L to the resurgent Frederick Cadets. Um, out of Frederick County, which I didn't see coming. I don't think a lot of people outside of Frederick saw that coming, but um, it is what it is. So Damascus has a a, a solid core coming back this season. And honestly, I I think it's easy for them to uh, build on next season. Obviously, they got to play uh, Damascus. I mean, they have to play Northwest and QO again. Those games will be what they will be. But um, in terms of uh, the 3A schools in the county, it, it's now a fight. Damascus has uh, sat at that perch for a very, very, very long time. And now they have legit contender in Seneca Valley. Obviously, they beat him last year super close game so that game toward at the end of the season um you might as well mark that now that's going to be a big one both teams are going to go to the playoffs so it's it's going to be all about playoff seating whether you get a home game and who you're playing in the first couple of rounds um individually dylan Donathan is you know he's an all-county yeah. player he's, he's going to really be good. playing on saturday somewhere he's really good. um he's, he's just you know your standard 
hard nose mask his football player. That's the best I can. Oh do. no, yeah, um, yeah. When I when I was watching he, this film, he, 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 I, I was like, yeah, that's 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 the mask's football player right there, man. Um, yes, Brady. Um, yes, got got the build to him and everything. He, both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. Uh, when you're thinking about, you know, some of the greats that that played at Damascus, you know, they they have that pride of playing both sides of the ball, being great at both sides, instinctful. Like they they, they just just got all of the the characteristics of a of a Damascus great. Um, so do do you think what what are what are the concerns for Damascus this year? In your opinion, if if you were to pinpoint uh, something that you would say is is the biggest concern for you. Um, not necessarily concern, but it's something I would keep an eye out for. On defense, Damascus is going to be fine. I think. Mm-hmm. Where they fell short last year was on offense. Um, if you go back and look at those games, the score doesn't necessarily indicate how the flow of the game. Um, right, in a lot right. of those games, it got it got away from the Hornets. Mm-hmm. They were hanging tough, you know in the beginning and it just got away from it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, yeah, defense is fine, but I would look at the quarterback position. Uh, I'm real curious to see how they develop there because as we all know, you know, your offense goes as your quarterbacks go. And to me, that was, uh, a, I want to say weakness because they won six games during the regular season. But when they faced uh, the top teams, QO, Northwest, Seneca Valley, um, the quarterback position struggled. So I would keep an eye on that this year to see how they solved that puzzle. Um, but with all that being said, <laughs> full disclosure, your boy lives in Damascus now. I didn't want to so, mention it. I didn't want to drop your location. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's but, fine. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a man you're, of the you're, people. Up, you're out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm a man of the people. Okay. Um, so, you know, I hear things when I'm out and about in, in the community. And uh, it's just one of those things. When, when you're in an area that has been consistently great for a long, long time, mm-hmm. just, you know, the, the, the smallest slip up, you know, tends to get blown out of proportion. Yep. Um, now. I'm not saying Damascus is going to go on a, another three, four-year run of state titles, but as it stands for right now, the Damascus Swarming Hornets are a very good football team. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to, uh, you know, look at it what it is. This is high school football. Nothing lasts forever. Right. <laughs> um, everybody goes through their peaks and valleys, but mm-hmm. um, for anybody out there that's uh think Damascus is done think you know they fell off a cliff mm-hmm. uh, might be in for a rude awakening uh, on any given Friday yep. uh, with all that being said I will be present uh, this Friday at the, uh, the game of the week Damascus mm-hmm. versus Northwest there should be go. a good one alright and that's a perfect transition um, we're going to be talking about our games of the week now did we're, we're doing something a little bit different not not too much but a little bit different uh so basically we, we broke down the county into 
two parts, which it, it kind of already is, but um, you know, we kind of basically what we're going to be doing. If you guys are not familiar with our format before, we used to have breakdown the game of the week. Uh, this time around, what we're going to do is we're going to have a game of the week, our overall game of the week for the county, and then now we have uh, Moco North and Moco South. So the Moco North game of the week is going to be a team. Um, and I'm going to have the schools um, that are in Moco North and the schools are in Moco South on the screen uh, so you guys can see them. Uh, it's going to be a team that two teams from from Moco North and then now the Moco South game is going to be two teams from Moco South going at, at each other. Uh, if you have any other questions, concerns, uh, we're going to I'm also going to have our email that you can contact us at go from there. And also, uh, now that we're on that, if you have any questions any concerns if there's any highlights if you want us to know about a player um i'm gonna have uh my information damon's uh information and our in our email address best way to do it is the email um if you want to uh get in touch with us and and let us know about something that's going on in the county uh but with that being said damon let's let's kind of talk about the moco game of the week right the overall game of the week uh, we have Northwest versus Damascus, right? We kind of touched on Damascus a little bit. We haven't really talked about Northwest at all. Uh, talk talk about this game. Northwest obviously has is coming off a really good season. They lost to Q in a very tough battle. Um, they beat Damascus uh, pretty handily last year. What what are you looking at um, for this game? What what are, what are who are some of the players to watch and and how do you see this game going? Okay, overall. So, last year, this game, it, it, it was a blowout. Um, Damascus got shut out 36 to nothing. Um, they, as I mentioned before, Damascus really couldn't get anything going offensively. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Northwest imposed their will on them, especially on defense. Mm -hmm. I expect this year, this year's game to be... Uh, more of a contest. Mm -hmm. um, some of the players I would look out, starting with Northwest, Marcus Middleton, first off, um, one of the top players in the county, defensive end. Uh, last year, he, he, he caused problems for pretty much every team he faced. Mm -hmm. um, getting into the backfield, disrupting the running game, putting quarterbacks under pressure. Um, definitely somebody you want to focus on when watching the game. Um, also, um, on the opposite side of the ball, Antonio Barry. Um, he, yeah, he, he's honestly one of my favorite running backs in the in the county. More on the uh, smaller side, mm -hmm. but that, that is definitely a uh, an advantage um, for Northwest style of play. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, best way I can describe it is if you're in defense, you may not see him until he's on the second level, mm -hmm. and by then it, it's too late. He's a burner. He's going to get it done, um, regardless of who they're playing. Um, on the Damascus side, we talked about Dylan Donathan, all county candidate. Um, he's gonna he's gonna have to have a stellar performance to uh, help his team win this game because um, Northwest is stout. 
extremely stout, mm -hmm. especially on defense. Mm -hmm. um, another player to watch out for on Damascus is Dustin Hoddle, um, another linebacker. This is a tough game, and it, it's hard for me to like put last year's game out of my mind. Mm -hmm. And I, I know I should because you know it, it's a different roster, it's a different New year. year. Players have have, have improved. Yep. There's new, there's new new players on the rosters. Yep. But if I'm objectively looking at it, um, it'll be a closer game than last year. I do believe last year's score was 36 to nothing mm -hmm. uh, in favor of Northwest. Uh, I am leaning toward Northwest winning this game, but it'll be closer. Uh, I'm, I say Northwest by two scores. Okay. But it'll it'll be it'll be a heavy hitting, hard contested contest. But um, as I said during the Damascus preview, don't be surprised if they pull it out. Like it's still Damascus. Right. A lot of these kids have you know they know each other. They've been playing with each other since youth ball. Coach Klotz and his staff have a, another year under their belt. Um, so you know they can. The kids know what's expected of them. You know, last year and especially during the COVID year, everything was real weird and off kilter for mm -hmm. multiple reasons. But uh, I think yeah. we're getting back to some semblance of normalcy in all aspects of life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I there's a reason why this is a game of the week. If I thought it was going to be a blowout, I, it wouldn't be the game of the week. These are two solid top tier teams in the county and it, 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 it's it, it's gonna set it's gonna set the tone for the rest of the season for both teams going forward gotcha. but as it stands right now i have northwest getting the w got it got it now let's transition over to the moco north game of the week uh churchill versus walter johnson uh you know a little bit about uh you know a lot about walter johnson uh, especially with uh your good friend uh larry hurd over there and uh he's done he won yeah, he's he's been, yeah, absolutely won a, won a state championship. So uh, together, so he's in and to that end, he knows what it takes to win. Talk to Blair and some of the other teams, but um, Walter Johnson is in one of those teams in that realm as well. Uh, talk about this matchup. This is obviously a rivalry game um, up oh, there. Yeah. So yeah, Churchill Walter Johnson. Traditionally, this would have been a cakewalk for Churchill. There was a time. Not only was Churchill, you know, the top dog in that in that part of the county with all the W's, but they were also a top tier team in the county overall. Recently, you know, things have dipped a little bit. And at that same time, other teams in that area have risen up. One of those being Walter Johnson. Um, yeah, just like you said, just with just like Blair. Ten years ago, if you would have said Walter Johnson was a top 10 team in the county. People would have looked at you funny. But uh, Coach, uh, Coach Hurd has done a fantastic job um, resurrecting that program. Um, uh, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, Coach Hurd is the most uh, tenured coach in the county. It's been around forever. Um, brought Poolsville to prominence. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let that sentence sink in for a second. The only thing that stood in the way of the, a state title for his tenure there 
was Dunbar and uh, some player named Tate Von Austin. Don't know if you ever heard of him. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Walter Johnson, Churchill, um, this arguably could be over the overall game of the week. Um, yeah, there was a little bit of a debate. It should be a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a rivalry game. These teams know each other very well. Last year's game was extremely close. If you talk to anybody from Churchill, they feel they should have won that game. Like it was just in their eyes, it's just some wacky stuff that happened toward the end. And Walter Johnson was able to pull out the W. Mm-hmm. With that being said, the Bulldogs have been uh, looking at this game for a year, trying to get get some get back um, on the Wildcats. Right. Um, Walter Johnson has some outstanding players. Um, one player of note that was not listed in the preseason top 50, mainly because he was at a private school last year. We didn't get uh, a chance to look at any film or anything. Is Charlie Blessing, uh, junior at quarterback. Um, there's a lot of chatter around him. So that may be a wild card the Wildcats. Um, outside of Mr. Blessing, we have a couple of players you want to keep an eye out for. One of them being middle linebacker CJ Newman, inside linebacker Dylan Minnick. Um, the Walter Johnson offense is going to do what they're going to do, but if they want to beat Churchill, they're going to have to uh, put up some points um or let me, let me rephrase that Walter Johnson's going to be fine on defense um where Mr. Blessing comes in at the quarterback position to run Coach Hurd's offense will dictate how this game goes um Churchill is a Churchill's a very good team the only problem was last year they lost two or three extremely close games that from what I've heard they they felt they should have won so right. coming into the season like they have something to prove they they want to prove that not only are they the best team in that part of the county they also want to prove that there were they're a legit top 10 if not top five team in the county um player to watch out for for the Bulldogs is senior wide receiver Zeke Abbott just the outs standing player um get a chance to go check out his highlights you'll see what i'm talking about mm-hmm. but um stepping back looking at it overall i think walter johnson wins in, in, in again in a close one um one score game okay all right we're we, we gonna see so we're gonna transition over to the moco south game of the week we got einstein which is another team that uh, has put together some good years over the last, you know, five or six years. So Einstein versus Paint Branch. Paint Branch, uh, they're they're in that tier where they're looking to win a state championship. They haven't been able to get over that hump yet. Okay, so Einstein is in of the same ilk as uh, Blair and Walter Johnson. Um, a team, if you look at them traditionally, although not so much as, you know, Walter Johnson or Blair, Einstein's definitely had a couple of years where, you know, they, they shocked the county 
but mm-hmm. overall it's not a, a program you tend to talk about but with all that being said please please do not underestimate the titans they are a an extremely well coached team um one of my favorite players in the county is junior li- junior linebacker julian white mm-hmm. um just an outstanding kid. Um, he's gonna he's gonna do big things this year. Um, unfortunately for the Titans, they're going up against you know a top five team in the county in the Pink Ranch Panthers. Um, coach 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 Neesmith is the the uh, longest consistent coach in the county. Um, right. Coach Hurd has more years, but. Coach Neesmith has been at the same spot for, ah, it seems like forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Coach, but it seems like he's been at Pink Ranch for damn near 20 years. Well, and, and it speaks to this, um, you know, how stable they've been over that uh, course, mm-hmm. too. The minute he's come, I remember, I think it was my senior year when he was his, either his first or second year. I would have to go look, but... Um, the minute he came in, he turned that program around, and, and they've been um, legit ever since. Yeah, you know. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Einstein's going to win a lot of games this year. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um, I don't think this week is going to be one of them. Um, Hank Branch, despite the rumors, I think will not have much of a drop off this year, if at all. Um, one of one of the players you want to look out for is senior wide receiver, defensive back Rashad Bradley. Um, um, another player to watch out for is linebacker Tavon Bailey. Um, as usual at Paint Branch, defense will be the order of the day. Um, as long as Coach Nee has been there, the defense has been outstanding. Um. Got to get a kicker, though. Sorry, Coach. Um, <laughs> I checked out scrimmage recently, and uh, yeah, kicking game needs some work. I'm sure they'll fit, they'll work it out as the season goes on. Right. Um, hopefully, right. that won't cost him in this game because Einstein has something to prove. But uh, um, in terms of the actual game itself, I got a uh, paint branch winning by three scores. Let's transition over to the top 10 teams um, heading into week one. How strong you feel about uh, this team being at that spot next week? So let's go with QO number one. We kind of talked about them. Uh, We have them facing Whitman. How strongly do you feel about QO being number one next week? I mean, defending state champion. Uh, One of my my personal rules that I stand by is... uh, you're coming off a state championship you get the number one ranking at the beginning of the season you'll hold that ranking until you lose i think that's fair um and it, it it's not without merit um you look at qo's roster you look at their coaching staff the number one spot is well deserved um week one they're traveling over to potomac to take on the whitman vikings um running clock um no disrespect to Whitman but this is uh 
Point Torture Cougars are a different breed. Um, Whitman is in a transition period. Um, they definitely have some good players over there, but um, week one is uh, it's going to be an awakening. Let's just put it that way. So right. I got QO big in that week one matchup. Can't say I disagree. Um, let's go over to the our tribals, you know, uh, the black hole, the whole nine yards over there. Uh, we had we touched on it already. I'm guessing because uh, you're picking Northwest in this game, you're you're you feel pretty confident that they're going to be at number two next week. Correct. Yes, uh, the Jags are my number two team in the county. Uh, they took point torture to the limit in last year's uh, state semifinal game. Uh, instant classic. Go back and check that out on uh, on YouTube. Uh, yeah, and with that being said, Northwest 100% has something to prove this year. They 100% believe they should have played in the state finals and they think they could have won that championship game. Um, so yeah, they, they got a chip on their shoulder this, this season coming in. So um, unfortunately for Damascus, you know, they're first. They're first up. Um, as I said, I have a. I feel Northwest will win that game. Damascus has a long season ahead of them. Uh, so, with all that being said, Northwest number two team. I have them getting a W week one. Paint Branch. We touched on them also a little bit earlier. Uh, they're at number three. Do you feel confident uh, that they're going to stay at number three? Um, I know that you. you believe they're going to be Einstein, but do you think there's anything that you're going to see from the teams below them that's going to, um, you know, make them fall down? Um, outside of Einstein pulling the upset, I do not ex see them dropping anytime soon. Got it. Got it. Let's move to Seneca Valley. Uh, they're facing Clarksburg this week. They're at number four. Uh, do you see anything that would cause uh, Seneca Valley to either move up or uh, maybe drop? A little bit. Uh, the only way Seneca Valley drops out of the north, number four spot is if they lose to Clarksburg or Damascus beats Northwest. Got it. Got it. Uh, we talked about Damascus. Um, we you, we have them at number five right now. Obviously, uh, they have the potential to rise or fall, you know, depending on what perspective you have. What um, do you feel strong about their number five spot, or do you feel like, like you said, um, obviously if they beat Northwest, they're they're gonna rise. But um, is there anything? Let's say they lost. What what would cause you to drop them below number five next week? Um, it depends on the manner in if they lose. It depends on the manner in which they lost. Mm -hmm. And it kind of depends on what the teams do behind them. Um, I don't see them dropping if they lose a relatively close game. But if it's a blowout and the teams behind them that win also blow out their teams, I could, I would have to debate on whether moving them down or not. Got you. Got you. So. Uh, Blair, we, we touched on Blair a little bit. They have their opening game versus Magruder. Uh, is there 
What, how, how, how strong do you feel about Blair at number six going into next um, next week? It, extremely strong. Um, I'm high on the Blazers this year. Um, I expect them to do big big things. Um, first up, the Colonels of Magruder. Um, yeah, that should be that should be a win for Blair. Um, the only way I see them dropping, obviously, is if they lose to Magruder, which should be a win for them. So all they need to do is take care of business. They stay in the top 10. So we have Walter Johnson at seven and we have Churchill at eight. They play each other, right? So obviously, you know, the result of that game is gonna, um, is gonna uh, determine their, their sliding. So we're gonna kind of leave it there. At number nine, Sherwood, right? Which is another interesting team. They're facing Wheaton. Uh, do you feel strongly about Sherwood being at number nine next week? Or do you see, I mean, they're facing Wheaton. Uh, you know, they it's not a top 10 team right now. Uh, do you feel like uh, Sherwood has the ability to show you something that could, you know, either uh, raise their status or, you know, have them fall out of the top 10? Yeah, so this is the good part of being at this point in the rankings. Sherwood has a lot of opportunities and a lot of room to climb up that ladder relatively quickly in the rankings. Um, the downside is little room for error. For example, if they lose this game to Wheaton, yeah, that's a problem. You're out at the top ten. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. But you know they have at least three other games against uh, top ten teams. So yeah. They have plenty of room to improve. Um, I probably would have ranked them higher if uh, if uh, some of their their expected starters were playing in the preseason. I, I know there's some some key players that sat out for various reasons, but um, yeah, I expect Sherwood. I, honestly, I, I expect them to climb in these rankings. I would not be shocked if they're top five by the end of the season. And let's go to Einstein. We, we touched on them a little bit. They're at number 10. Do you feel, so obviously you have Paint Branch winning this game. Is there anything, what, what, would, uh, what would have to happen for you to have Einstein climb in a loss? So logically, if they lose to Paint Branch, they drop. The only way that doesn't happen is if it's like, you know, an extremely close game, like an overtime game, mm -hmm. uh, last second field goal. Just if they show they can hang with Paint Branch, I would seriously consider keeping them in the top 10. Now, if they lose and they drop out, I mean, that's not the end. There's uh, eight more games for them to get back. Right. And if I'm being honest, I. If they drop out, I fully expect them to come back in at some point during the season. Everybody, it's been fun. Um, that's all the time we have for you guys. Damon, do you have any last thoughts, anything? Um, you said that you can be going out to the Northwest Damascus game. That is correct. I will be at Damascus as they take on the Northwest Jaguars this Friday. Um, whether you guys come out to that game or any of the other various games in the county, um, I highly encourage you to go out and support your local public high school teams, players, uh, family members, friends. Let everybody know. Um, I'm super excited for this season. 
If you want to hit us up on socials, I'm at Nomad Anderson on Twitter. Um, you can uh, shoot us an email that Kevin's going to be providing for you guys. You can also find me on the MoCo football message boards, mocofb.com. Feel free to uh, let your uh, opinions be known there. I'll try to get back to you. And uh, I hope to see you all at some point this season. Just some housekeeping uh, before we leave. So all of our, the, the full podcast is going to be on our new Patreon, right? Um, what what we're going to do is we're going to have a uh, basically ability for our Patreon um, followers to send in questions, send in comments that we'll, we'll actually have a section where we'll read those off um, at the next uh, podcast. And like Damon said, if you have any other questions, concerns, just I'm going to have all the information right there on the screen so you guys can contact us. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us for um, for this time and we'll see you next week.